0: Hey, this is Omar, and this is, and that's okay. You're listening to a podcast about life mental health, and taking care of ourselves. Hey, it's Omar and we're back to do another week and finish up with uh, talking to Brie about um, her experience and the importance of self-care for her. Um, We're going to have Brie definitely talk about her transition from the trials she's had into starting to focus more on self-care. So I'm going to let Brie go ahead and take it and run with the ball and I'll pass it on.
1: (laughs) There you go, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Brie.
2: Thanks for riffing, Omar.
1: had to uh physically run and get the dog because you know he made it a point to wait until we started open the door come in squeak his toy once and then run in the other room leave the door open and bark at something so that's all under control um self-care let's see um yeah so you know I had to make some, um, difficult choices to get there. And I kind of had already been working on, um, and we've talked about this a few times, so I'm not going to linger on it, but, you know, I did that 10 week challenge, which was really about, um, being more mindful and trying to do more things, um, that I enjoyed in my personal life. But there was also, um the professional piece that I really needed to sort out um because I knew that the work that I was in at the time was not sustainable. Um and one thing one thing about me is that I I re I'm really I don't want to say bad about um and I don't want to say good about. I have a tendency to <laughs> really pick up on other people's emotions and energy. Like if someone near me is really angry, I get really like, I start shaking. Like I just, I absorb it. Um, you know, if I see something really sad on TV, I cry. If I see something really happy on TV, I cry. Like I immediately just react to it. And so for me, um, that regulation is very, can get very difficult. Um, and I feel like, you know, Through the pandemic, for whatever reason, uh, all of our collective energies really shifted. (laughs) And that became really exhausting. And so um, some of those really tough home health days were made even tougher. And, you know, like I said, watching the news and just kind of seeing what healthcare workers were going through and what teachers were going through, I just could not fathom um, working in those environments at least until things like kind of settled down. And, and, um, so I kind of went, went to the drawing board and for a while I was like, Oh gosh, like, I don't even know if I can continue speech therapy. Like, I, I don't know. I I've had like some bad experiences and I, you know, but beyond that, I don't know if I'm cut out for this anymore. I don't know if this was the right, you know, I don't know if this was the right choice. So, um, I kind of had to, to think through and reprioritize, uh, what I was looking for in work. Right. And Omar, we've had this discussion a few times too, about, uh, what meaningful work is and how that contributes to a meaningful life. And I think for me, um, I had a tendency to swing back and forth, right? Like for a while when I worked for the research firm, um, I was working sometimes eighty hours a week, but I was making bank, and I was like, okay, like I'm get, I'm making enough money. Like I, I went to Europe, I took a ten day trip on the East Coast. Like I could do those things, but um, I wasn't enjoying it. I knew, you know, I can't work eighty hours every week. That's not sustainable. And so, whatever amount of work I had put in that year, that was my max. Like that was my limit. And so. You know, certainly when I went into speech therapy, I swung the other way, right? Like, um, I was looking to derive quite a bit of meaning from the work that I did. And so, um, I think where I landed was, um, I didn't want to live too much in one camp or the other. I don't want my work to define who I am as a person. Certainly I want it to, um, I want to feel good about what I do. But there are other things that I want and other things that I need um, outside of work. And so I I spent months and months applying to jobs, looking, you know, scrolling through listings um, to land where I am right now, which I am just so, so blessed. And I absolutely love the balance that I've found. Um, and it's such a big part of my self-care. Um, but it really was about redefining what meaningful work is to me, redefining what a meaningful life is to me, finding that balance, um, and waiting for the perfect fit and not settling for less, which was, uh, its own challenge, right? (laughs) You have to pay bills. It's like, after a while, you're like, Oh, I don't know if I can settle, you know, I don't know if I can hold out too much longer, but um, when I finally made it, it, it's been so worth it. Um, So for me, self-care, a a large chunk of it was in um, that workspace too.
0: So what I, I hear you saying is like, for you with your self-care, it's more of how do I balance my work life to make sure it's meaningful and also my personal life so that i can have that time to be able to regenerate and also have some meaningfulness to it so mm-hmm. um it seems like that's been kind of a, a long road for you um what did you discover about yourself along the way that like you thought was new and different or <laughs> that you were like whoa why did it take me so long to get here
1: Mhm. Um yeah, I mean, I think one of the biggest challenges and one thing that I I definitely learned to do differently um was to kind of absolve myself of any guilt for what I wanted. So, um for example, I knew I really really wanted to work from home um and I was fortunate enough that an, an old supervisor reached out to me and, and said, Hey, I want to start a virtual private practice and I want you to come work for me. And so um, that then became one piece of it. Right. Um I get to set my own hours. I am able to um, be a little bit more discerning about the clients that I see. Like, You know, and in past um, settings, I've worked with some very difficult cases and it took that extra step for me to say, you know what? It's okay if some of these clients are super easy for me. I'm still helping people. Like, you know, (laughs) it's okay. Um, And it's okay for me to not want to do that full time. I think that was a big piece of it too um I knew you know even when I was weighing options and and working from home versus not um the thing that I didn't want was to go out and work a 40 plus hour week and then come home and be too tired over the weekend to do anything right to to have to get up and clean the apartment and wash you know wash my laundry and and maybe have a day to kind of rest and relax and not really get to do anything else because, um, for whatever reason, I just don't have like the energy and stamina that I used to, whether, you know, um, it's aging or long, I don't, you know, I have had COVID so who knows, but like, I just don't have it anymore and that's fine too. Right. Like rest when I need to rest. That was, that was the big thing for me. So, um, So that was a big piece of it. And then, you know, holding out for that other piece, um, I had to let go of the idea that I was asking for too much. Like, I, uh, you know, I I tried to be very particular about the jobs that I applied to. Um, I went for some like six figure positions, just because I was like, you know what, I have two master's degrees, I have all these years of experience in different fields, like, I'm good enough for one of these jobs, you know, and um, ultimately, I wound up with an amazing consulting firm. And um, it's, uh, you know, so I work two part time jobs, which has its trade offs, right? Like, I don't have a salary or benefits. But I get to set my own hours. I set my own schedule. I can work from anywhere um, practically. And so um, that was the trade-off for me that made it worth it. And I'm I work like 20 to 30 hours a week tops. Between the two jobs, I should work a little more because I probably need a little more money to get by, you know, but um I have that flexibility and I Sometimes I feel guilty about that, you know. I I don't really set an alarm ever. I get up, I walk my dog, I make coffee, I sip my coffee, I might, you know, check Twitter or whatever, and then start work kind of at my own pace. And I have the privilege to do that every single week. And so a a big thing that I've learned is that I really, yes, it's a privilege, but it's one that I've earned. And I shouldn't feel bad that I've worked so hard to get to a point where I can set my own hours and work part-time and be comfortable because you know I started working when I was 12 for $5 an hour on this, you know, over the summers, like painting and mowing and stuff. And like I did I did the hard work to get here and it's okay. And like, I should pat myself on the back for that and not feel guilty about those choices that I've made in order to maximize my mental health and my, you know, general well-being.
2: Yeah, I think some of the things you said, Brie, are so important, especially for young women trying to pursue their own careers right now, because we do find it really difficult. Lots of women and young women about finding our self worth and realizing that it's okay to take up space and it's okay to know that you are enough and that you're worth these different things. So now that you have like reached that mindset and that growth, what are some like the self care things you do daily or on a weekly basis that you find really pour back into the cup that you've been using?
1: I love that you said that Katie, because one thing I, I definitely intended to mention at some point, um, I So between my two jobs, I have seven co-workers, meaning like seven people total who work in those two companies. I have three bosses and they're all highly educated, like all seven are highly educated women. I don't work with any men. I don't work for any men, which has been incredibly liberating because Katie, it reminds me of your internship. Like it's very focused on like, you know, the people who have kids are like, well, you know, I'll be, I'll be done at three, like, but I'll, I'll pop in later or whatever. You know, when I have had family emergencies or there's just situations where I needed to step away, you know, on, on a, on a random weekday, they're always like. You know, I, I sit there and I think, okay, I'm gonna see if the hospital has internet, um, and I'll be trying to log in between these times. And and they're always like, you don't need to work, don't worry about it. You know, um, this past weekend I went out of state to visit a friend and meet her new baby, and I was leaving like Friday morning, and and I was like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take my work computer. I'll I'll pop, you know, when everybody's napping, I'll I'll check in and try to get some work done. And they were like, no don't take it. I was like, okay. You know? Um, and so that environment of just complete and total support, whether it's in my personal life or my professional life, because they do, you know, both positions, I'm given a lot of responsibility and a lot of leeway to manage my own time. And, and a lot of trust is put into me and in both positions, you know, all three of my bosses have expressed like how excited they are to put me into a higher position in the future, you know, and add more responsibilities and all these things that they want um, in terms of my professional growth. But then there's that personal piece too. And so I've been really fortunate in that I've been able to visit family more often. I go once, I try to go once a month into the mountains for a few days and just kind of hang out, you know, and I can go in the middle of the week when there's no one there and, and I can get cheaper rates on hotels and all that. So so that's really been a huge piece is to, just to kind of, to accept that, right? Like we're so programmed to not function that way to think, you know, and they're still working on deprogramming me, right? Like, no, do, you don't need to take your laptop. No, you didn't need to work. Just do it later. We trust you. Right. So yeah, I, that's been a, a huge part of, of the steps towards self-care is just to have that environment and structure. Of supportive, strong, intelligent women who acknowledge, you know, that work isn't everything, and that I need to go do those other things to take care of myself. I <laughs> think interviewing for the second position with the firm, they were like, "We don't really believe in full time jobs." <laughs> I was like, "Hey, <laughs> you know, talk to me because that sounds amazing." And they're like, "Yeah, oh, you know, we don't give benefits." I'm like, "No, that's fine." <laughs> you know, you pick and choose, but like, th- like those are my priorities, and and um, yeah, it's been it's been an interesting journey realizing that that was a possibility, and then accepting it and not being resistant to it. You know.
0: All right. Weird question. Ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Katie mentioned filling your cup. How big is your cup grown?
1: <laughs> I love that question. Cause I, it's been really, it's been really bizarre and awesome to have more time to myself and have more time to reflect on things and have the opportunity to remove some of those stressors that used to really weigh on me, right? Like just traffic commuting, the stress of having to get from a to B during rush hour in Denver just it's phenomenal to not have that. Like we, we meet in person a couple of times a month with the firm to just kind of go over projects and, and touch base on things. And, you know, we have the space like starting at nine o'clock and people trickle in at whatever, you know, like Nobody is fighting traffic to get there on time because we all know that, like, you'll get here when you get here. You don't have to be here at nine, you know? And so I've had these mornings where, like, I might get stressed for, like, a block or two, and then I take a deep breath, and I'm like, let the assholes be assholes. I'll get there when I get there, and I don't need to, like, risk my personal, you know, well-being, to get there any faster so that's been really liberating you know I walk the dog two or three times a day because I have the time and the ability to and I you know when I'm in that better headspace, I enjoy those walks more you know like I watch the birds like the other day a little butterfly like flew around us for like nine or ten times and along the trail with us for 30 feet and I was like that is so magical <laughs> you know like and i just like those are things that you don't get the time to take in and to enjoy when you're in the rat race and and don't have the time to just relax and enjoy those little things so does that answer your question omar
0: it sure does butterflies
1: and
2: birds <laughs> So after seeing all this growth and like, honestly, it seems like a new change of how you view the world and everyone around you, what would you give to people who may be in a similar situation um, back when you would say it's your quote unquote worst, what advice or support would you give them?
1: Yeah, I would say first and foremost, and we've all touched on this, to have Supportive people in your corner who also believe that you deserve better and that you'll find the right fit and that you'll get out of that slump, right? Because certainly, when I was in that space, I had some pushback from some people, and it was pushback that I didn't expect or anticipate or appreciate, you know. Um, and so, I had to kind of reevaluate where my energy was going at the time. But I think that you know having, having that support around you and then absolutely sitting down, identifying your priorities, and then recognizing that it might take some time, it might happen right away, it might be really hard to get there. You might have to, to make that final push um, beyond where you are at that point, but you can find a situation that makes you happier and you deserve that.
0: I just want to say thank you, Bree. Um, this episode and the and I know I've said this before. This episode and the previous episodes before with all of us, like we've all come from a place of like feeling driven at one point and then having to really evaluate and assess our lives of like how can I have that and also discover myself and what I want and need and how to take care of myself and so. I just want to say thank you like I appreciate you sharing your experiences and um I guess where do we go from here guys <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well first I want to say thank you for giving us the opportunity to have that discussion cuz I weirdly you know we don't often get to talk about all those things out loud or at once or have a conversation about them and be reflective So that's been a cool
2: element of the season for sure. I don't know.
1: What do you think, Katie?
2: The world is our oyster, I feel like. (laughs) (laughs) I think it sounds like we need
0: to go and create a, a space for some other people to talk. There are things we can do to take care of ourselves. And sometimes it takes time to figure it out. And that's okay.